How's it going, Yamitators? Episode 298 of You and Me and Thoughts and Talk with Doug Culp. Um, couple quick things. This time last week for the podcast, I hadn't uh, gotten a job, or I hadn't started working yet. I had been hired, but hadn't started working yet. And it already feels like I've been working at this place for two weeks, but it's only been one week. And damn, I'm running myself ragged at this job. I'm, I've been put into situations that are strenuous and overexerting my muscles to the point where at a certain point in the night I just kind of cave and all of my bodily functions are just like on autopilot but really really shredded and worn out the first night of work at this place they put me in the shake station which I have poor circulation and so at a certain point in the night my hands just started freezing and that was really disheartening and also the first night I worked was a Saturday which Fridays and Saturdays are the busiest nights because it's the weekend but sat to put me on shakes first day on a Saturday was a huge fucking miscalculation cuz not only did did it not ever fucking stop but i was having trouble lifting cups into a mixer and and lifting multiple cups of ice cream the whole night fucking trying to put all these toppings on and Seeing people order a large, like, the large shake is so fucking much ice cream. And all I could think was, wow, wow. Not only could I not eat this whole thing, but I don't think any human could eat this whole thing. And... So that was night one. Night two... I got put on fries, which not not too bad, compa- especially compared to shakes. And if you just stay ahead of things, you can have fries ready to go when people need them. But it still gets hectic as fuck because like making fries, but also cheese fries and chili cheese fries and. And, um, and yeah, that one pretty much never stops as well, but at least that night I was, um, not, my, my hands weren't freezing and threatening to fall off. Um, night three, well, I'm turning off location so that not only my phone will charge but it'll charge a little faster um night three i was on fry drop which you're dropping fries and you're refilling the fry buckets for or or trays (laughs) whatever they call you know what i mean the little thing that the net, the fryer basket, baskets. But you're also dropping um, fish and chicken fingers and chicken wings and onion, onion rings. And um, while the fry station is in charge of making cheese fries and chili cheese fries and kids size cheese fries and kids size chili cheese fries uh really you're just filling up the thing and handing it off to the person who I was on night three and that 
fucking never stops either. Also, you have to deal with people grabbing your stuff haphazardly and dropping it and just disappointing the whole fucking moment of, well, I had all this food ready, you know, I guess I have to fucking make it again. Thanks a lot. And, yeah, we all make mistakes, but the manager was doing shit like that, and I'm like, dude, fucking... <laughs> set the example by not only being careful but don't drop shit if you're the manager come on uh he's doing his best i guess uh, i've made some friends in the kitchen um porque hablo español entonces estoy hablando con ella sí pues ellas y ellos <laughs> um, hay algunas personas ahí que hablan mayormente español y hablan un poco inglés. Entonces hay otros que hablan mitad mitad. But um, it's been good to practice my Spanish. But also, it's been a pretty easy um, whoa, connection to make, because not only do I speak their language, but um, I can translate for them when they need to talk, talk to the manager or talk to any of the employees and... <clears throat> So that's been cool. Um, that aspect, anyway. Night three. Actually, night two, when I was on Fry's, I was, pu I was put to help close out the broiler, which, holy shit, it's a lot of physical work, and <clears throat> I was pretty thrashed after that. Night one, I closed up the shake station after working the shake station, and fucking fuck the shake station. Fuck ice cream at a fast food place. Fuck that particular part of the job. Fuck that shake station. God damn it, motherfucker. So stressful, and it just never stops. Anyway, night three, I closed the... Uh, Steam table, which is significantly easier than the broiler, but still difficult. It's like, okay, put this here and this here and this here and this here. Now carry this thing full of those things to the back. And I was like, I don't, I can't. I, I can't physically carry that. <clears throat> Otherwise, I'll be carrying it to the spot where it needs to go and then drop it and drop myself at the same time, spill shit all over, and probably break all of the ligaments in my arms and legs. <clears throat> uh, night four, which was the night before... Now, if you're listening to this on Friday or whenever you listen to this, but I was put in charge of the flat grill, which is another thing that's pretty relentless and doesn't really stop. But there's more breaks in making things in the flat grill than there are at the broiler. And same with fries, because everyone, fucking everyone, all the time is always going to get fries, or cheese fries, or chili cheese fries, or onion rings, or wings, or fucking chicken fingers. It never fucking stops. Um, and I was having trouble reading some tickets in the flat grill section. Because there's this stupid-ass system that they set up where if 
if it's apart from if an item is apart from a different item that's on the ticket then there's like an enter arrow like down down and then right and it's pointing at the thing and I'm like oh okay so is this connected to this other thing no it's just two separate things oh if you're having so much trouble why don't you come over here and look at the ticket it's like motherfucker we have different sections of the restaurant for a reason so that I'm not bumping into people being like, oh, what's that? What's this? What's that? It's like, just put a little fucking detail into it and make it easier on every section of the restaurant. What it Making it harder on employees just to try and separate... I don't even fucking know what what their thought process was and how it's all set up in there, but it's all fucked up. Another thing is, if you see the return arrow and it's below something that's indented, oh, there's an indention here. You should know that this just goes with that. And I'm like, well, I was told previously that if there's a fucking return arrow, then it's a different item altogether. Not if it's indented. How is this so hard for you to understand? No one else finds this hard to understand. That's what I was told by the manager. And I'm like, shit, dude, are you telling me that I'm stupid? Are you telling me that I'm just not getting this? Great. Take me off flat grill then. Fucking don't have me in this position where these stupid, confusing tickets don't have any rhyme or reason. And everyone just kind of knows somehow. Also... I was told multiple things by multiple different people of, oh, uh, keep this here for that. Oh, you shouldn't keep that there. Oh, fucking, oh man, just so many things where you're like, you're trying to learn, but you're getting told contradictory instructions. And you're like, well, this is easy for you guys because you've been here and... You do things a certain way, but also uh, when it comes to things that should or should not be done, it's like, fucking just teach me the right way, and if I find a way to navigate around it later, then I will, but don't just be like, oh, here's a shortcut, here's a fucking shortcut. It's like, fuck off with that, because guess who gets mad when you take shortcuts? The fucking manager. Ugh. Oh, I also had to throw away and see so much food thrown away. Perfectly good food for eating. They don't use heel pieces on bread loaves, and so they just get thrown in the garbage? Are you fucking kidding me? Make a little tiny chicken finger sandwich out of it. Make something. Find some creativity in that small fucking... Uh, mind of what's already been set up oh this is always like this it's like fuck off with throwing away perfectly good food I feel like you're spitting in a homeless person's face when you do that and and when I brought it up to the manager I was like oh there could be like a you could give a lot of this food away to the homeless or something like it's just being thrown away and then the manager's like, yeah, well, if that happens, then a lot of it's going to end up in the homeless box. Like, he just doesn't trust the employees who are making shit. And it's like, motherfucker, we're just trying to make food for everyone who's ordering it. And the more you distrust your employees, the fucking weirder and more awkward it's going to be. And the fact that you can't just give away this food that that was a mess up. Oh, this has been there too long or whatever the fuck. Throw it away. It's like, fuck off. Fuck off with your wasteful, wasteful, wasteful attitude. And this manager, I think he's just going with what he's been told by the people who run the other stores. And what the fuck ever, but... Just get a grip. Like, don't throw away food like a fucking... 
non-feeling ass face. Eh, that wasn't even worth it. <sighs> but yeah, food that's perfectly good and could go to mouths that perfectly would need it shouldn't be thrown away. I'm, uh, I know it's a, 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 a hard hill to die on, but fucking stupid ass, um, policy, such fucking bullshit. So, been there for four, been working four days so far, let's see, I worked Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I guess five days, uh, I don't even remember day four? What the fuck out of here, I'm, I'm miserable at this job, like, I, when, when you can't afford a shift meal, even when it's at 50% off, it's like, you just take a break and just fucking sit there for 30 minutes, there's no break room, so everyone who takes a break is just sitting in there with all the customers, and the fact that you just don't get a shift meal for fast food, yeah, it's expensive fast food, but fucking just give your employees something to eat, give some motivation to keep going, and and if I work there for a month, then at the end of a month working there, then every shift meal is free, it's like, fuck your, your, uh, probationary period to eat a free meal just fucking feed me please i'm starving and also my body is falling apart from doing all this heavy lifting that i shouldn't fucking be doing because i have lyme disease and the fucking fuck all fuck off about lyme disease is people see you walking around and then they're like ah you're so young oh you're you don't even barely need that cane. And I'm like, no, if I didn't have this cane, I would fall the fuck over. Also, if I didn't use this cane to lift things with two arms when I need to, I would fall the fuck over. Crumple to the ground, probably. And I, when I first took the job, I was like, yeah, I think I'll be able to do everything. Not so. Fucking not so at all. <sighs> There's this big ass container that has ice in it and then little uh, trays sit in there. And at the end of the night you have to empty it and like make sure it gets washed by the dish station. And I can't carry it from one side of the kitchen to the other. And it's it's a very short distance. But that thing is heavy as fuck. And you know why? Not just because it's made out of solid metal. But also because I have Lyme disease and I'm weak as fuck. I'm feeble as fuck. And I can barely do the things that I used to be able to do. <coughs> On a lighter note. My... My mom has relented and let me use the car to go to work and then come right back after my shift, which is great because before I was getting dropped off early and dropped off like kind of far from the place and um, just spending an hour or two before my shift just waiting and passing the time. And this way I can show up like... 15 minutes early and then just chill sitting there and then go in and start my shift. But this week I'm working six days in a row, which fucking sucks, especially at this job. Like, I, I'm going to have Sunday and Monday off. And that's cool, but, like, Sunday is a day that you get off anyway because they're just closed on Sundays. And then Monday, it just makes it kind of like a weekend, and then I'll be, I'll probably be on for six more days after that. Let's see, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. 
So I guess five more days, but I'm probably going to be on all five of those days. Also, if you are working your employees who said they can work full-time, but making it so it's part-time, like barely under eight hours, fuck that. Fuck that to non-existent hell. Um, Because time is money, and I'm not making a lot of money at this fucking job. I'm making $11 an hour, which is above Utah minimum wage... Utah minimum wage is like $7 an hour. Can you fucking believe that shit? It's not a living wage. And, um, I, like, fucking, such bullshit. (sighs) So also, my, uh, my talents are being wasted. Not, not only, like, I can't write music here, or I can't do stand-up here. It's like, I shouldn't be being used for grunt work when I keep thinking of all these delicious ideas for all this food that we already make, but put it in a different order, and holy fucking shit, there's a brand new food item that sounds amazing. Like, we make cheese fries and chili cheese fries, but what about... Jalapeno bacon cheese fries. Oh, holy fucking shit. I just changed the game. Did they really not think of that? Uh, I could think of others, but I barely even know the menu, because I'm just back there taking orders. And, oh, another thing is, is like, people who, who claim to just know better will just take tickets away from your station if they pop up and then put them in a different station and then and then I'm getting yelled at like hey I need some cheese fries and I'm like where the fuck is the ticket it's already been thrown away or put into someone else's station and I'm like don't fucking take my tickets please until I've made the thing or until I'm ready to get rid of it cause you fuck up someone's organization in a job when they're new on the job Fuck off with that. Like, what? You should be helping, not just, like, oh, don't worry, we'll take care of this. And then you get, like, yelled at, like, where's those cheese fries? I'm like, I didn't even fucking know there were cheese fries to make. It's a very hectic place, and it's not well organized, and the shake station again is a fucking nightmare it's unorganized or not unorganized it's just um inefficient as fuck and when you have like 10 15 shakes that pop up with different ice creams and different toppings and different not always a shake sometimes it's a fucking root beer with ice cream and you blend it together and like there's sundays and there's banana split and like When there's that many that pop up, like that first day, I was like, oh, I already have ways that I can improve this, this area of the restaurant. Like make there be a mandatory wait time if there's already certain amount of shakes and ice cream shit that's been ordered. And that way people are going to be like, oh man, I better get my order in before there's this wait time. And for the drive-thru, sure. Like you, you're not going to be able to be like oh, sorry, we can't sell you shakes right now because people are impatient as fuck and they're going to be sitting there in their car going, why can't I get a shake right now? But if someone walks in and then they're eating their food but they order a shake at the same time, but then there's like already ten shakes, just fucking wait five minutes. Wait five minutes and then come up and order your shake. Or... Or put it, make it so it's like it pops up, but then you don't have to make it until I don't fucking know. It's a nightmare. This job fucking sucks, and the only thing is keeping me sane is um, the wonderful, the wonderful people in the kitchen who who are empathizing with the fact that. I'm I'm being 
told and made to do all this shit where it's a lot of heavy lifting and it's a lot of a lot of physical labor and I'm I'm like collapsing under the weight of my own body doing it. So sorry that lighter note turned into a fucking lightning bolt again, but damn it if this job doesn't fucking suck. I asked tonight for the assistant manager to talk to the manager and be like, hey, uh, can you just ask them if it's cool if I just work the register? Because holy fucking shit, I'm falling apart out there and not in a way where it's like, oh yeah, it's a physically demanding job. It's like, I shouldn't be doing physically demanding jobs, not in my current physical condition. I don't expect everyone to Google Lyme disease when I tell them I have it. I don't expect everyone to to uh, run to people they know who have had it or know people who know people who have had it and ask them questions about it. Because usually what happens is people just go, oh, sounds bad. Whew, sorry you have that. What does that even mean? And I'm like, yeah, fucking exactly. Bing it. Fucking Yahoo Yahoo it. <laughs> Google that shit. That's what I should call the episode. I think I had a different title in mind. Because also, in between the time that I'm uh, working and my body is just failing me constantly... I've been keeping myself sane by having late shows on my parents' DVR, which I then go to and watch, and so it keeps me abreast of like tiny little things in in the in the news that they talk about. And then there's guests and there's jokes, and I'm like, ah, mindless television, please. Please just help me decompress and decompartment, compartmentalize all my shit, all my ire against this getting thrown directly into the fire. Um, also, I've been watching the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. So, if you haven't seen the Dark Crystal... Watch the movie, The Dark Crystal. Just watch it. Don't, like, it's from 1982, and it's really intricate, really cool-looking puppetry. And you watch that, and then move on to The Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance, and holy fucking shit, is it good. Like, the writing's good, the voice acting is really good. The puppetry looks so awesome. And um, it's just this whole this whole other world. The, the world is called Thra. And I don't want to give too much away because there's a lot to take in. Like, it's, it's really, really heavy um, material, but with puppets. And it's so cool and so interesting and it's so fun to watch. <sighs> like, there's been so many, I think at least once per episode, there's been times where I I see something happen and then I raise both my arms in the air with my fists clenched going... Yes, but that part is silent, and I'm just like raising my arms up into the air because whatever just happened was so fucking cool, and I'll I'll hold my head at at moments where it's like really intense. It gets scary, and it's also funny. And oh shit, watch that. Watch that movie and then the show on Netflix. I'm telling you, it's so worth it. And the movie is also on Netflix. So you can just 
go add it to your list. And another thing, watch the credits. Let me just take a pause, take a moment to to disparage and shit on Netflix's use of autoplay. Because not only can I not find the option to never autoplay, but it only gives you five fucking seconds between the episode that you just saw and the next episode. And there's a lot of credits, and it's cool to see the voice actors because you'll recognize a lot of these voice actors. But it also gives the credit to the, the puppeteers and the people who designed them and all of the backgrounds and all of the music. Like, the music is so cool to listen to at the end of an episode because it's kind of an outro, kind of designed to do that, where once you watch something, you're supposed to kind of absorb what you just watched by letting the credits roll. And you don't have to watch every single name and read every single name but just play the part of watching things the way not not even the way it used to be because this is this series is brand new it just came out on Nef- on Netflix exclusive and um it's just a way to appreciate what you just saw And it's like, what, two minutes? You can't fucking wait two minutes? The fuck? Impatient world? Fucking thanks, Netflix, for making everyone impatient as fuck. I need to binge it. I need to binge it. I need to binge it. I need to watch every single thing right now. I don't have time for the credits. I don't have time for the opening credits. Fuck off. Watch the credits. Just watch them. Just let them roll like... The music is beautiful that they put through the credits. And it's not always the same. And it usually has has to do with what just happened. And, man, like, I know I'm on an Apple box talking to, like, 14 people right now, but... (laughs) Or soapbox, rather. But just watch the credits... And if you can find a way to make it never autoplay again, do that. But in the meantime, when the episode is about to end or when you see that the credits pop, get ready to click over to watch credits because it's worth it for everything, not just for the Dark Crystal. Like... Then paciencia. Fucking be patient in life. And watch credits for two minutes, three minutes of your fucking day. Like, was that really so hard to sit through? Ugh, I'm so impatient through these credits. Then maybe you shouldn't watch things. Like, fucking just watch the credits. It's this whole fucking instant culture that that everyone's hooked on always getting to the next thing. Always right now, right now, right now. And honestly, I think Pandora and Spotify have had a lot to do with that bullshit. Where it's like, I'm on a playlist or I'm listening to this thing on shuffle. So there's never a pause if there's a pause, it's a commercial, and that's a necessary evil of the fucking thing that I'm doing, but just watch the credits. Fuck. Oh, man, it's already been 34 minutes. That's good. Um... There's, like, no weed out here. And I haven't even been looking for it. I just noticed while bringing it up in casual conversation that people are like, oh. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, oh, this thing that's been around for fucking ever that so many states have just completely legalized or decriminalized. And, like, what is the wonder here? What 
What is the wait? What are you waiting on, Utah? I know you just got into medical and you just now have CBD. Great for you. And great for you that you got it done before Texas. Because Texas? Fucking keep Austin weird. Yeah, is it weird? Is it weird that you can't get weed there? That's pretty fucking weird. (laughs) Like... Texas, what is your re- 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 reluctance to legalizing it? Any state that hasn't legalized it, what the fuck is your problem? What the fuck is your weight and your your legislature? Like what? And then there's people who are in jail for it? Fuck off with that. It just needs to be nationally decriminalized. And then it can be legal, legalized or taxed, however, but firstly decriminalize it. Because if you just legalize it, then if people get it by illegal means, oh, then they could go to jail. And it's like, no one should be going to jail for weed. No one has, should have ever gone to jail for weed. Um, yeah, so if you live in a state where it's not legal or it's, it's like a criminal act to possess any amount of marijuana, talk to your local representative and just be like, hey, uh, I got a question. Why is there such a kibosh on cannabis? Like what, what the fuck is wrong with our state that we just don't even recognize it as medicine? Because it is medicinal, and it's fun. It's medicinal, and then the places where it's recreational, they just do that so that anyone can access it. And some people have medical issues and don't want to go through the rigmarole of going to a weed doctor and saying, I have this pain and this pain. They'd rather just go in and buy some, which makes sense to me fucking makes sense to me. It's one of the clearest, clearest pictures of something fucked up in society that I've seen in a really long time. Where it's like, really? This is illegal in some places? What kind of fucking stupid fucked up places are still scared of this miracle drug this fucking thing that not only helps with anxiety and depression but it helps with pain and headaches and like cramps and epilepsy you're telling me a a a medicine that can help someone not have epileptic seizures is a crime? Okay, Big Pharma. Okay, you fucking weird, backwards-ass, fucking 1800s-ass... Uh, uh, I was going to say pilgrims. What's the word I'm looking for? Not pilgrims. Oh, shit. Uh, I can't think of it. You know the word I'm looking for, though. And if you don't, well, look it up. Pilgrims. (laughs) You fucking pilgrims with your old ideas? What? 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 I think it starts with a P. It must. Um, I think I'm almost done with this episode. Partly because it's about 40 minutes in and I've been rambling a lot and yelling a lot. But also because it's 20 after 5 in the morning. And I'm going to be working tonight, which is Friday, which is one of the busiest fucking nights of the week. Friday and Saturday at this place. And hopefully I get put on the register so that I won't have to lose my fucking mind running back and forth. And almost slipping and falling constantly with my cane. and Like, they don't require non-stick shoes at this place. And the floor is slippery as fuck. Like, so much so that it's a regular thing to watch someone kind of get a little speed and 
slide from one area to the next. And they're not sliding like 15 feet, but a good like three feet. And you're like, oh, that's pretty dangerous. (laughs) Someone could have really hurt themselves doing that. And, uh, I mean, there could easily be put, be those rubber mats with the little circles in them put down all over that floor. And then it would be way, way fucking safer. (laughs) Put me in charge of shit and I'm going to get shit done. But put me on the grill or like the grunt work and I might collapse under my own weight. It's it's kind of one or the other. <laughs> when I went on break earlier, my boss goes, are you coming back? <laughs> As if I was going to take my break and just walk the fuck out. It's like, first of all, fuck you for thinking that about me. And second of all, maybe don't promote a... An environment that's so fucking toxic and and inefficient to the point where you have to ask your employees if they're coming back from break. Like, what the fuck? The fuck kind of uh, lack of confidence, bullshit work environment is this? <clears throat> A fucking weird one, I'll tell you that. I never had days at Jersey Mike's where I felt like quitting at the end of the day or in the middle of the day or where the boss was like, Hey, uh, are you going to come back for your, from your break? It's like, yeah, I'm going to fucking come back from my break. I'm working a shift. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm here till close every fucking night. Exhausted. And yeah, I know I just said I'm awake still at 5.20 a.m. I haven't been staying up this late every night. Some nights I'll stay up till like 4, but that's because I'm sleeping till like 11 or 12 and getting rest just at different intervals. Calm down, all right? (laughs) Uh... It's also weird that my parents are on like completely different sleep schedules and eating schedules, so they barely ever like have time to just kind of sit and chill with each other. So like my mom was like pretty bored earlier, and I'm like that sucks, but also like find some hobbies. Like you gotta find some hobbies now, especially now that like my mom's retired and. So for for her whole life, for like a really long time, she's been working, working, working. And then now all of a sudden, like, I think a couple, as of like a month or two ago, she's retired. And so she's like trying to find stuff to do, I guess. And sometimes it's as simple as my sister... Or my sister is bringing their kids over and spending time with them. But I'm like, that's cool. But it's a, it's a, that's a reliance that can get stressful on parents too. (laughs) Like my parents are stressed out enough letting me stay with them again so stressed out that I wasn't able to bring most of my stuff. And that was, that's been stressful for me. Like, why can't I bring my stuff? Why can't I bring my records and my record player? What the fuck? Why not? There's no room for that, for you and that. It's like, okay, you said I had this room available to me if I ever wanted to come back and live here if I ever needed to. And now... It's like still not my room because it's was an office and and there's a lot of stuff in the closet that's not mine and and I'm like, yeah, I know I'm here only temporarily, but 
that parent-child contract you had me sign at the beginning of this weird, weird, fucking weird interaction said I'd be here for six months. And, well, I don't know how how you guys rent rooms out or let people crash somewhere, but do you just, like, fill a room with all of your stuff and then just kind of take a couple things out? And I don't even know. I don't know. What am I complaining about? Free room, free room and board? Uh, it's just been hectic because living, like, living with other people can be a drag because, uh, they're used to living their lives a certain way and then you come crashing into their life or they come crashing into yours and then things change and you're like, "Uh uh-oh, my schedule's different now or, "Uh uh-oh, this thing's different now and it's like, it's tough to adapt, I get it. Um, but like at the very least, I've been allowed to drive myself to and from work now. Like as of Thursday's work day, I was able to drive myself to and from work. And that's been, that was a huge, huge relief because not only did it let, um, my mom stay asleep during the time where she would have woken up to come to the parking lot to try and sleep in the car to then have have me get picked up. It's like, no, you can just you can just borrow the you can just borrow the car from from now on since you're working and like working on getting your shit together, which I'm doing, and that. I have an appointment with Social Security Disability October 7th, but I have to make it to that point. And hopefully I do while still working. I called the garage that's holding my car hostage and I was like, hey, uh, so I'm making like maybe, maybe 70 bucks a day. Um... And, well, I'm being charged $125 a day for storage of the vehicle. That's markedly insane. And there's no way that I will ever be able to save up enough to get my car and my uh, possessions out of Hawk if you just keep charging $125 a day like a fucking psychopath. $125 a day, there's parking garages that charge $100 a month. $125 a day, fuck your psychotic behavior, mafioso piece of shit. And so I called, and luckily the owner of the place was there instead of the manager, because the manager has talked to me multiple times like I'm a piece of shit, like I don't matter, and just get the money. Get a job. I know a lot of people with Lyme disease and they have jobs. It's like fucking apples and oranges, man. You can't compare two different people's situations, especially when it comes to Lyme disease. If you haven't had Lyme disease and you think you understand it, you don't know fucking shit about Lyme disease. Um, and like as much as you've seen it affect people in your lives or close to you, you still don't know fucking shit about Lyme disease until you have had it. And for for everyone out there listening, I hope you haven't had it. And for anyone who is listening and does have it, I feel for you. I feel for you because not only is it misunderstood, but it's looked at weird like it's looked at with a side eye and like a smirk of like uh are you really that sick i'm like yeah i'm really fucking this i'm really this sick i really feel like i'm gonna fall apart at all times i feel like i'm one of those push puppets where you push the button on the bottom and then all the strings 
go loose and then the body just falls to the ground. And sometimes those strings are loose and some other times they're tight and other times I'm like shaking while I'm holding shit and I'm just weak. It's just a general overall weakness all the time and Oh, fuck Lyme disease. So, what's the conclusion of this episode? Let's say, fuck Lyme disease. Um, fuck, uh, the amount of physical labor that I've been made to do at this job. But, um, make love with watching The Dark Crystal, because, holy shit, it's such, it's so good. Um, I've, I've fallen way behind on podcasts that I listen to, like, a couple weeks behind, I have a hundred episodes in my playlist right now and that's not even all like I'm not caught up on all of them after I listen to those hundred episodes and think about that a podcast I mean this one right now is is nearing an hour hundred hours average let's say let's bump it up and because some are an hour and a half some are two hours some are two and a half hours and so let's just say everyone is an hour and a half. Then you, then a hundred hours. So 150 hours. How many hours in, are in a week? What's 24 times five? Um, 120? It's more than a week's worth of hours that there are in the fucking day. Uh, uh, I've I've started an endless loop of catching up on things. I mean, I watch those day. I watch those uh, late shows as well. I watch Colbert and Corden. I get some stories and some sketches, and. And that's fun, and like, if I if I have it on a DVR, then I'm able to skip through commercials, which is great. And I'm trying to keep up on podcasts as well. Listen to Suicide Buddies, listen to All Fantasy Everything, listen to Punch Up the Jam, listen to Say Cheese, listen to um, Culture Kings, listen to... Fear Initiative, listen to Second Best D&D, um, listen to Adulting, listen to The Three Questions with Andy Richter, listen to Conan's podcast, which already has a best of, even though he's only done like 35 episodes. It's like, cool, man, but you have access to literally every entertainer in the entire fucking world and you can't just have a consistent every week podcast why not you can even bank episodes bank five and then you got five weeks right there take a vacation from it because you can because you have the time i'm not disparaging you conan i'm just saying just do the work, man. Like podcasts are not that much work. <laughs> and if and if you're f- having trouble finding names that you're really really into, listen to some other podcasts and find people that way or just watch some stand up or ask your booker or whatever, but don't get lazy with it 35 episodes in. Fuck. And you're on the cover of Variety. Like you reinvented podcasts or some shit. Come on, man. No hard feelings. And get your shit together with your podcast. <laughs>
podcast. <laughs> I released mine every fucking week, even when I was homeless for eight months, sleeping in my car. Released it from my car with the with the car cover over top. Or sometimes I'd go to a Starbucks and just quick upload it to the internet. It's not that hard. <sighs> And it's free too. Did you know? Does everyone know that it's free to have a podcast on the internet? You can start one of your own if you want. The only thing that's not free is hosting and web domain. That's it. But if you plan it carefully, you only have to pay for those things once a year. And it's. Like, not that much compared to, like, Squarespace or some shit that does it all for you. It's like, can't someone else do it? Just fucking do the work. If you want to have a podcast, do the work. It's not that much work. In the beginning, it'll seem like it, but then you'll learn a new skill, and <laughs> you won't have to pay someone to put your podcast up. That's fucking awesome. I hate hearing about, like, Podcasts that are like, man, if this if this doesn't work out with these ads, I'm spending a lot of money on this thing. It's like, why? Why the fuck are you spending a lot of money on a thing that's free to free to put free to put online? <sighs> Not everyone has two hundred and ninety-eight episodes, huh? Consistent weeks. I've never missed a week. I've been late. I've put it up like Friday night, 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 which then it came up on Saturday. One time I had an episode up and it was like, uh oh, something's wrong with the episode. And I had to change shit and move some shit around and fix it. But I've pretty much learned all my lessons from the foibles that I've made making this thing. And it's easy. If you want to have a podcast, just make one. Um, Katya, if you're out there listening, we got to get back to making that first Firefly flight. Because not only is it really fun to um, record those episodes with you, but it's really fun as someone who has seen it a couple times, watching it with someone who's seen it zero times, and you're like all into it, and you're asking me questions throughout, and I'm like, oh, well, we'll find out, we'll find out. <sighs> find that, find that pilot episode, Yamitators, out there, and if you are a fan of Firefly, listen to it, because it's here on Yamitat. I released the pilot episode on here to as a taste for what the podcast is going to be, and we've recorded one other one. Did I, re did I release that one on the next week? I don't think so. I don't remember. Hey, here's another thing with releasing a podcast every week. Sometimes you don't remember things that you said in an episode, and that's fine because... If your memory's a steel trap, I mean, good on you, and that's awesome, and that's a skill. But if it's not, well, that's also fine. But... I've, I've successfully avoided all the... any spoilers for the upcoming Breaking Bad movie, which... It's been tough to do as people are posting about it. I've still carefully, carefully avoided um, trailers for episode 9, which there's still three months. Wait, October, November. Yeah. Three months left. Three and a half months left till Star Wars episode 9. Show a little patience, everyone. Don't look into every fucking thing before you see the thing. And then when you see the thing, you're like, oh, it's like when I saw. Unless you absolutely need to, but 
Do you absolutely need to? Man, I don't know what to tell you. Spoilers are rough for me. It's like when we, when, when everything became instant, 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 Twitter, Instagram, fucking Facebook, even, then, then the floodgates opened and people's patience went out the fucking window. And some people can still wait, but some people are like, oh, did you see the new trailer for The Thing? I'm like, no, I want to see The Thing. I don't need to see the trailer because I already know I'm going to see the thing. And I don't want to see parts of the thing before I see the thing. It's really, really tough to avoid that shit. Um, I think that's going to be it for this episode. Uh, Thanks for listening. Please, please, fucking please, if you're still with me, 61 minutes in, please tell two people about this show, and please, please, please rate it on Apple Podcasts, rate it on Stitcher, rate it on whatever you listen to this on, five stars, and then say something in the review like, whoa, can you believe this motherfuckers almost up to 300 episodes that's pretty big 312 episodes that's six years and that'll be six years of consistent podcasts recorded and posted never missed a day and never missed a week it's funny because when i i've i've asked i've asked advice on how to have a successful podcast and the advice I've gotten is consistency. Consistency is key because if you're consistent with it, then people will see that you're dedicated to it and that you're putting all this content out there Then someone's going to hear it and then someone's going to take notice. And fuck, I still don't have advertisers. I still don't have any ads. I don't have any possible way to make money off of this thing. And I mean, you're welcome for not having any interruptions where I'm like, get a quip toothbrush or fucking wear these jeans or whatever the fuck. But um, at the in the same token, I would love to shill for some companies because I need to make some residual income somehow. And this, like, this hasn't been working out. This is still, I'm still just putting this out because I love to put it out there into the world. And it becomes Doug's rambling station for the solo episodes. But hopefully I can get more guests on in the future. Um, Oh, listen to Reply Guys, hosted by Kate Willett and Julia Clare. And... Um, Kate said that she would do Yamatat. Uh, I still know a bunch of stand-up comics who will probably do this podcast. Reach out. Another way that you could spread help spread the word about this podcast is just tweet at certain comedians or musicians or artists and and just say, hey, why haven't you done an episode of At Yamatat yet? And then if enough people say that, it gets enough likes and replies and retweets and stuff, maybe Seth Rogen would do my podcast and we could smoke up during the thing. Maybe, um, fuck it, maybe Conan. Maybe Conan would do my podcast. Maybe Donald Glover would do my podcast. Um, I'm just putting these names out there as potential people who, A, I'd love to interview, and B, I think if there's enough interest shown online that people would go, oh, shit, yeah, all right, he's done how many episodes? Whoa. And he does it all on his own? He's the producer, too? Holy shit. That's kind of impressive. Because you know what? 
I think in this modern world of podcasts and everyone getting a a producer and like money behind them and stuff, I'm kind of an anomaly and that's fine. But also consistency is key. I've been consistent. Fucking just come on my show and let's talk about shit. Talk about the world and talk about whatever. Um, I hope we don't go to war soon. I, uh, all the streaming services that have been announced. It's like, I fucking predicted that shit back in 2013. I posted that up on my, the post of my blog where I was advocating for it. I was like, why, why are there still cable packages? This sucks. Why can't we just pay for single channels at a time? I'm glad that, like, yeah, HBO and Showtime and Stars and Epics and all of them have their own channel that you have to pay for. But then I'm glad that some of them are like, okay, pay this much per month and you get these channels. But even so, I don't know. It's a, it's all a fucking shit show and everything is so splintered. Everything is more splintered than the Ninja Turtles sensei. How do window washers talk to the dead with a squeegee board all right (laughs) i'm gonna end it on that stupid joke um this has been you and me and thoughts and talk with doug culp and i'll think of an episode title later Later.